With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 1310 WIBA, Madison in the morning. You know the music. It's time now for Everyday Outdoor Living, brought to you by the Bruce Company. Don't forget, you can find them online, brucecompany.com. All one word, brucecompany.com. Telephone number 836-7041. That's 836-7041. Or stop and see them right at the Middleton Garden Center of the Bruce Company, right at 2830 Parmenter Street. And we are joined in studio this morning by Lisa Briggs and Matt Weaver from the Bruce Company. Guys, how you doing? We're good. Wonderful. Great to see both of you. And we are going to talk... Uh, course we're getting uh we're not we're definitely not to fall yet we're getting later in the summer the days are getting shorter they are i've noticed it's dark when i'm coming in again the I dog think, days of summer yeah they go late this year to like the 20th of mm. august and you usually finish up earlier than that but i notice that this time of season like after the early august the color of the light starts to change yeah gets a little more golden a little less Har- that harsh, clear mm-hmm. light of summer. It's harvesty. It's harvesty. Yeah, it, it, I, I've noticed too. Mornings are a little colder, like yep. cooler as, yep. as well. So we've got a lot of great opportunities uh, and conversation ahead about uh, about getting things ready for fall. And of course, if you want some uh, want something interesting through the winter, we'll talk a little bit about that as well. Again, mention the website BruceCompany.com on Facebook, the Bruce Company. The best thing to do, as always, is stop in and see the folks at the Middleton Garden Center, the Bruce Company, right at twenty eight thirty Park. Metro Street. That's 2830 Parment Street. We are still, though, in summertime. And let's talk a little bit about pollinators and, and things to be have out in the yard to attract pollinators. And Matt, this is all you, man. <laughs> <laughs> all me, huh? No. Okay. Yeah, we'll get no. Lisa in on this, it's, too. It's it's uh, a lot of people are becoming a lot more aware of, of uh, pollinators, not just honey. I mean, a lot of people are focusing on honeybees and then monarch butterflies are very popular. But there's a plethora of small little tiny native bees. Uh, that are you know they they there's thousands of species worldwide and and, and even there know. are beetles that pollinate they you mm-hmm. know if you have low things and small critters are running around I mean anything can be a pollinator if it's moving pollen from one flower to another. You mentioned native bees and something I learned I may have actually been from one of you guys a couple of years ago is that honeybees aren't native to North America not that they're bad or they're great but. They're not native either. What are what are some of the bees? Any particular types? Well, that... most people think about things like bumblebees. Yes, there is a lot of really small little like there's a little little green shiny bees. I don't know all the names of sure. them, but I, <laughs> I uh, the spring when I was going out in my garden looking at some of my earliest blooming plants, um, it was I think late March even. Mm-hmm. I was out there looking, and I, there's this little patch of a little uh, Appalachian pachysander that I have, and it and it had I counted. Eight kinds of native bees all That's over coming, it, right? you know. And, so, and it was just, you know, and there's all sorts of there's um there's other there's other pollinators too. There's uh one we start to see around this time of year is the uh, Pennsylvania leatherwing beetle. Okay. It's kind of shaped like a firefly, except it's got gold on okay. the back and the and whatnot. And you'll see them all over the flowers this time of year. People are afraid of them, but they don't bite or anything like that. They're the adults are excellent pollinators. And the larvae, the juveniles, actually eat a lot of bad bugs. Oh. They eat like grasshopper eggs and all sorts of things like that. So so they keep the the pest bugs in check. Do you, do you get people that mistake these 
some of these critters, some of these good beneficial ones for pests and say, how can we kill them? Oh, yes, Absolutely. all the time. And, and, and uh, well, there's my, my funny story of somebody had put in a butterfly garden and then they were trying to find some spray for all the worms eating the plants in the butterfly <laughs> garden, which were the caterpillars. I did it in Sheboygan. You know. we, <laughs> so. we had a, a stand in the, in, we had a, 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 a test bed at the restaurant and we had a stand of fennel and Craig went away on vacation and his mom was taking care of it, watering, and she noted all of those tiger swallowtail caterpillars on there and she mm. killed them all. Oh no. <laughs> and Craig about freaked. She said she came home he came home and she was so proud that she had cleaned up that <laughs> that stand of fennel that you know, yeah. we talked too about people calling uh, calling the help desk and getting uh, questions answered at the help desk of the Bruce Company eight three six seven zero four one. Is that something people might want to do too? Is if they're noticing something before the response of "Yeah, let's kill it," maybe check in if you don't know, send and a picture in, send yeah. a photo to plant desk at brucecompany dot com. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, people will call and they try to explain something to you over the phone, and it's we we're not seeing what you are seeing. Yes, and yeah. your idea of what something looks like. Is probably different than the way we would, we would describe we would it. see it or describe it. Mm-hmm. So just snap a photo with your phone and email it to yeah. us. Or Do illustrations uh, help? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you know what though? If you can catch a bug and bring it in a baggie or a, or a little Ziploc container or something mm-hmm. like that, that would be, that works great too. Because if I can see a bug, I'd say this is a good guy. We'll put, go home and put him back out in the garden. Or this is horrible. Let's take care of this now. You know, that's it's. And that that goes for also. Um, like if you think things are weeds or mm-hmm. if you need a plant identified or you have some kind of a disease issue and you really want to know, you know, what the solution is, bring it in mm-hmm. so we can take a look at it. Very, very good stuff. Talking this morning with Lisa Briggs and Matt Weaver. They come to us from the Bruce Company. Of course, the Bruce Company brings you everyday outdoor living right here on 1310 WIBA. Lisa mentioned the plant plant desk, that help desk number, 836-7041. That's 836-7041. You can find them online, brucecompany.com, or stop in and see them right at the Middleton Garden Center of the Bruce Company, 2830 Parmenter Street. That's 2830 Parmenter Street. By the way, if you are uh, kind of skittish and don't want to catch any of these little bugs, I got a seven-year-old that would love to <laughs> take me. <laughs> Looking for somebody to pick bugs for you. He loves chasing things down in the garden. Um, we mentioned, too, uh, as we talk about um, those pollinators, what about kind of creating the attractive environment to lure them in what are some of the things that you that you you need to have aside obviously from having the the flowers that need pollination um well there's a couple things you can do like culture wise one is to leave perennial standing over the winter mm. and when you do clean up in the spring kind of leave them in a pile off to the side a lot of pollinators especially a lot of native bees actually will they overwinter inside the stems Oh, inside the hollow stems of perennials. And so when we do this, you know, super clean fall cleanup, we're actually kind of wrecking their habitat for them. So what you can do, one thing you can do is just instead of like, you know, ripping that down first thing in the fall, you leave it up over the over the winter. A lot of the seed heads of a lot of the flowering plants we have are good for the birds and whatnot Mm -hmm. anyway. And then when you do that spring cleanup, you cut the stuff down and then you leave it on the pile to the side of the garden so that those things have time to escape. You know, you leave it until, oh, you know, beginning of May and then you can get rid of it. We all love birds and uh, and other critters. Is there something to be said, too, for kind of keeping some of those predators, maybe putting their food a little further away or is that not a, a real concern here? Oh, like, uh, oh, the birds eating the bugs? Birds coming by. I wouldn't put the bird feeder right on top of your of your butterfly garden. That's mm. just not a good idea. But uh, but a lot of the seed eaters aren't 
you know, some some do eat bugs, some don't eat bugs. Um, I'd say, yeah, I just if you're doing a pollinator garden, mm-hmm. it's also shouldn't it shouldn't also be the uh, the uh, the uh, where you bird feeding bird station. No. <laughs> yeah, um, but uh, you know, and there's a lot of great plants to attract pollinators. Um, you know, any anything in the aster family, some of those ornamental goldenrods. Don't freak out. Not all goldenrods are thugs, <laughs> and they they're not what's making you sneeze. But, a lot um, of the cone flowers, not so mm. much the doubles, which are super fun, but the ones that have nice big cones black-eyed susans all the rubecchias are good mm-hmm. uh any any of the milkweed family so the so the butterfly weed um uh swamp milkweed are the two most common uh good garden varieties out there um common milkweed a lot of people plant that but you really need to put that somewhere where it can run around and kind of be in a prairie because mm-hmm. it will be a thug and if you just <laughs> put it in a nice garden bed it'll you know send out 10 foot roots to the side and pop up over there and whatnot so Great advice, as mm-hmm. always, talking with Matt Weaver and, of course, Lisa Briggs from the Bruce Company. Sorry, Lisa, you were about to tie in something. No, that's there, okay. That's fine. You got anything on here? I was yours? just going to say Minarda. <laughs> what Minarda. is Minarda? Bee balm. Okay, which is? Which is? You're a, talking a, to it's me. A flower. <laughs> okay. It's a beautiful. It's a really pretty flower. It's a really pretty perennial. It does, um, the patch does get bigger every year. You got to give it some room to run, but it's it's nice. It comes in a wide array of colors from like lavenders and pinks and hot pink and red. And they're and, good sizes too. I mean, there's mm-hmm. some that get quite tall, but then there are series that stay really short. So I think that mm-hmm. there's one for whatever your space is. Mm-hmm. I have a patch outside um, my bathroom window at home of a uh, red Monarda called Jacob Klein. And that's it a really is, old uh, we have hummingbirds at that every day. Oh, they bear. love it. And so that's, you know, you know, there are birds that are pollinators. I was going to ask the hummingbird <laughs> counts then as a pollinator. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, sure. Yep. Very cool. Talking uh, this morning with Lisa Briggs and Matt Weaver. They come to us from the Bruce Company online, brucecompany.com on Facebook, The Bruce Company. Best thing to do, stop in, say hello. They'd love to see you at the Middleton Garden Center of the Bruce Company right at 2830 Parmenter Street. That's 2830 Parmenter Street. We'll continue our conversation with Lisa and Matt. We'll talk about planting for fall and winter and keeping things interesting in the yard year-round. We will do that next as Everyday Outdoor Living with the Bruce Company continues right here, 1310 WIBA. The left wants to rewrite our history book. The conversation starts here. You cannot change the past. You can only guide the future. I'm Matt Weaver, of course, from the Bruce Company. Get talking uh, a lot about some seasonal stuff as we're uh, still in the summer months, but making our way towards fall. And inevitably, winter will come here. And of course, uh, a lot of us think, especially spring, when it comes to our garden and outdoor living and everything blooms and the yard looks great. What about making things sustained throughout the year so the outdoor area is beautiful uh, throughout that? We'll talk with Lisa and Matt about that. Don't forget, you can find the Bruce Company online, website brucecompany.com, or stop in and see them right at the Middleton Garden Center of the Bruce Company right at 2830 Parmenter Street. That's 2830 Parmenter Street. And we're talking, I think we were talking in the earlier segment, or maybe we were talking before uh, the show today, just about how the days are, are getting a little shorter. And uh, Lisa, you pointed out that, you know, it the the almost like the, the light is getting, it's getting warmer, like, like not warmer heat wise, but like those oranger kind of tones. I start thinking about fall and start thinking about fall plantings and that type of thing. Kind of more of those earthy colors. Am I am I right on that? Well, let's just start off by saying that fall is a great time to plant. Okay. Mm. So it's okay. a really good time to add things to your garden. And if you're sort of thinking about doing that, it's kind of fun to plant some things that would maybe add what we would call winter interest to your garden. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So you're talking about form. So things that weep, things that are a little bit rambling. You're talking about bark color. Mm. 
And then you're also talking about fruiting. And those are things, you know, persistent fruit that hangs on through the winter. So when you look out of the window at all that white, you have some things happening. I see, well, like, don't forget evergreens, too. Well, yes. Yeah, and, Matt's right. Yes, don't forget about evergreens. And there are some evergreens that have fruit and weep or... <laughs> and some that have really cool bark, too. <laughs> you cover all your bases with just a couple of yeah, different... Yeah, you have to think of what the holy grail of plants would be. <laughs> so what is... And you mentioned things like, I think, of like little small berries and those type of things. Is that kind of what we're talking about? Yeah, yeah. You, like, a lot of the crab apples will have smaller fruit, the newer varieties, and they, it is what we call persistent. Mm -hmm. So it hangs on through the winter. Um... Winterberry. Winterberry is our native holly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's a really, and the birds will eat it eventually. Mm -hmm. You know, it's funny. You and I are thinking on the same page because literally as you were saying, <laughs> birds will eat it eventually. I was going to write down a food source question mark. So <laughs> mm -hmm. are there, are there things that, that too, that you can put out just to make sure I, I know that um, birds aren't migrating exactly like they used to. More are sticking around and keeping food and stuff out there. That's probably, and, and if you can tie it in with something that beautifies your yard, is it a win-win? I think so. I think birds add a lot of color and movement to your garden mm -hmm. all the time, but they're certainly easier to see the ones that hang around in the wintertime because they're not, you know, hiding behind foliage or anything like that. So, well, and don't forget to leave. There's also things that are dry, you know, dry off in the fall that are yes. for fall interest, but they'll provide, you know, interest and whatnot over the winter. Once again, seed heads, you know, instead of, you know, deadheading every last thing in all of your echinacea plants, Leave it for the winter. Instead of deadheading, you should, everybody should stop deadheading the roses on September 1st. Reminder, you shouldn't be trimming after that. So, But if you leave that on there, you'll get rose hips, which are the fruits of the rose plants, and those will hang out over the winter. Those are a really good uh, nutrient source for, for birds and critters. Ornamental grasses mm -hmm. are another big one that will, you know, that looks super attractive in the winter. Mm-hmm. And will provide food for birds. Can I ask, by the way, and this is, goes back to my my uh, now dead burning bush. Another issue I had <laughs> was with my echinacea. Is the previous owner had planted a, a, a just a beautiful there echinacea right along our, our sunroom, and uh, you know all summer it looked great, and then of course winter it was great because not only did it look nice, and as we're talking about you know different shapes and things and, and bringing things in in the winter, it attracted birds, and then just. Last summer, this so it's now two years. It just it's gone. Is is that like literally gone? Like grass grew in its place. Any well, idea, you guys? Ever see that? They're, they're not great competitors with a lot of, especially some of the newer varieties. They're not kind of great competitors if you don't let them, if you don't keep them weeded out and whatnot of other weed grasses and things like that. So you're saying it's me. Well, and ec individual echinacea plants aren't going to live forever. They're not a peony. So um, one thing is, uh, you know, to make sure to let seedlings grow of your echinaceas so that you could, so the patch can keep on going. A lot of the new varieties though, are sterile, so that's not going to work. So what you have to do is do your best to keep the ones that you have healthy and thriving. Mm -hmm. You'd be surprised how, how well, you know, I have some orange ones that have reseeded really well now. So some of them, are, they're getting a lot better with the new colors. I think that they're far enough away from that primary hybrid that they're right. that they're starting to seed better and whatnot so yeah can we be planting these type of things right now is there stuff to, any, any concern at all this are we getting too late we're not too no, late you're not too late okay you're fine you know perennials anything up through the end of september you're probably dandy so just watch mm -hmm. the watering mm -hmm. you know because we we had such a wet spring and of course last year we had an incredibly wet august and mm -hmm. early september 
But if Mother Nature's not providing rainfall, then you need to water. Good soak once a week. When the temperature is in the low 80s, once you get over 90, I mm -hmm. think you should check to make sure that you don't need to step up to twice a week. Are there other t flowers or other things that kind of bloom later in the year as we kind of look to kind of developing? Oh, sure. Yeah. Okay. What well, are some of the... Something I was going to bring up is uh, uh, for, for late season interest, it's not really winter, but as colchicum, uh, we're going to be getting those in very soon at the store. There are these large bulbs. They're also known as uh, as uh, meadow saffron is another name for and them. And autumn crocus, people yeah. call them yep. too. But they're not really crocus. And they are, there's this great big monster bulb and it will just send up flowers in the fall and and then it goes away. And in the spring, you get these big leaves. They're not huge, but they're, you know, they're, they're, they're pretty wide. They're not, yeah. they're not little bitty leaves. And don't they, they come up then. and then you leave them alone and then they go away in the, the end of the spring. And then you don't see anything all summer. And then in the fall, boop, you've got these really beautiful. <laughs> and one bulb sends out like a whole bouquet of these flowers. It's not like you just get one flower out of a bulb. Very, so. very neat stuff. Talking this morning with Lisa Briggs and Matt Weaver. They are our friends from the Bruce Company. Of course, Bruce Company brings you everyday outdoor living right here. 1310 WIBA. Don't forget to stop in and see the folks at the Bruce Company anytime at 2830 Parmenter Street. That's 2830 Parmenter Street. The website. You can learn more about the Bruce Company. Of course, get hours as well at brucecompany.com. That's brucecompany.com. Questions, you can always call the help desk or the plant desk, 836-7041. That's 836-7041. Lisa, Matt, thank you so much for hanging out this morning. You guys have a great day. You, you too. too. Take care. This is 1310 WIBA. Grainberry, Grainberry, healthy cereal for your family. Grainberry cereal with amazing onyx is crazy healthy and crazy delicious. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.